Hello, and welcome to an illustrious Why Are We Doing This bonus episode. My name is Linda Day Seagal, and that's my life partner across the table from me, Christopher Day George. Oh, please, no. <laughs> oh, no, that's my life partner, um, fuck, Cher. If I could turn back time. Oh, I love Cher so much. But that's not what this episode's about. We could do a whole bonus episode. 40 minutes of just me saying, this was her best album. This is why. I could keep 40 minutes of why it's not. <laughs> yeah, yes, you could. But that's not what we're doing today. I don't know if many people... Wh- what do we do here? What do we do here? We talk about movies that are shit, right? We watch shit movies. We write about them. We read what we wrote to you. This is what our favorite movies. What what movies do we like? What movies do we not like? Yes. Yeah. We had to choose ten movies that were our favorite at the moment, at the moment, and then ten, uh, ten that are our least favorite at the moment. Okay. So how many episodes have we done? We've done 60, 60 episodes. There's only I think one movie on my list that was so bad it got it got the honor to be on my bad movie list. I had one that we watched that got my bad movie list. Uh, it's honorary. So what we're gonna do today, we this really we threw this together in one day. So <laughs> I threw this together in one day. So did she? I, I did a good job. <laughs> but <laughs> I typed mine out. But we. Listen, you're right. You're busy. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Listen. Love you. Uh, (laughs) The rules. Okay. The rules, I think, were pretty clearly stated. Okay. In our top 10 favorites, there cannot be a movie we have seen on on 60 episodes. I don't think I'd like to movie enough to put in my top 10 all time. There's been movies I thoroughly enjoyed, right. like Frankenhooker and Petey Wheatstraw, and those aren't in my top ten. No, you can't do documentaries. I like documentaries, but I don't like them enough to put them in my top ten movies of all time. That's just how... Do you even watch documentaries? Yes, I do. So, oh, yeah, you watch all those Investigation Discovery ones. Well, all those sad-ass... I sad ass. watching the Donald Trump one. Why? I like Donald Trump. Why'd you say that? I'm going to have to cut that out. Why? <laughs> Because this isn't a political podcast, so I'm cutting that out. So I'll cut this whole block out. Oh, I'm cutting it out. Whatever. Anyway, and then in our least favorite, it can be whatever movie. Anything goes in our least favorite movies we've ever seen. Okay, so for our favorites, we said it. We gave a little synopsis, and we said why we like this movie, why it's our favorite movie, and our least favorite. I did. I gave it the IMDb review treatment for my least favorites, and I'm gonna give you. I'm a little passionate about the movies I don't like. I'm gonna tell you, his are gonna be way more in depth than mine. Listen, I try. I tried. I tried, but you know what? So it's. I think it's that time, for our favorite movies of all time, and Kathy. I'd love it if you went th- first, okay, please. I'm start with number 10 on my favorite, which is Striking Distance with Bruce 
Willis and Sarah Jessica Are you fucking me in the ass? No, I like that movie. Also, don't tell me immediately which one. Oh, we missed that part. One of us is going to have to watch one of our favorite movies that we haven't seen. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. I just, like, watch it every time it's on. I think it's suspenseful. What is it? When did it come out? Like, did it come out, like... Did it come out when Sarah Jessica Parker, like, pre-Sex in the City? Pre-Sex in the City. Is it pre-Honeymoon in Vegas? Is it, like, yes. before 92? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So Bruce Willis had hair? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. I just watch it every time it's on. It's got a, I think it's got a good plot. It's, it's suspenseful. I like suspense. You do like suspense. Can you tell me what number nine is, please? It's a wonderful life. And it's only on there because... <laughs> I knew it. I've been watching it every Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, 8 o'clock, I sit down, don't move till 11. Cry in the same spots every time. Still like the story. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that one. Okay. And what's number, was this number eight? Yes. My number eight is A Star is Born with Lady Gaga. Jesus! No, I like it because (laughs) the movie, the movie (laughs) made me cry. Are you you for real? I cried. I couldn't stop crying. I just liked the movie, and it it stirred up a lot of different emotions in me. I'm not okay. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm not that. That's what we're not going to be saying. I'm dis, we're disagreeing with our favorites. It's a matter of opinion. This is my opinion. I can't stay, I can't watch any movie with Bradley Cooper. He irritates me to no bounds. Oh, I, I, but I love Lady Gaga. She's great. I, I thought she was great in this. And I like, I, that's the weird thing. I like a lot of the people who are in it. Just Bradley Cooper ruins it for me. Really, he does. Okay, my number, number seven is probably a shit movie, but I like it. <sighs> it's Tango and Cash with Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> I watch, I also watch this movie every time. It's are you? I just think it's funny. <laughs> I just think it's funny. <laughs> like Jack Palance is a bad guy. I mean, I don't think I've seen that movie since I was like three years old. I think I saw that. It, it, oh I my just, god. I just, I just like the movie. I watch it all the time. You watch all the time? Every time it's on. TV. Every time it's on TV. Just okay. <laughs> I'm worried of. Is this number six now? Yeah. I'm worried about what number six is. If Tango and Cash preceded it. it. Upon a time in Mexico. Antonio oh, really? The guitar shooting guy. Yeah. You know, it's got Cheech Marin. It has Cheech Marin. Doesn't doesn't that have um? Uh, does it have Danny Trejo too? Yes, and it has Salma Hayek. Hayek. Jesus. Salma Hayek. I'm talking good. Talking good today. But I like that movie. I really like like exploitation movies, and that. Made the genre of mexploitation because in Mexico. Yes. <laughs> is it, isn't he Spanish? He's Spanish. But I mean. But I really like the movie. I like him in it. Okay, number five is West Side Story. Oh no! Only because you didn't. No, only because not the new one, the original one from the sixties. That's the, the worst run. one. No, it's not. Because at the time, it was very ahead of its time with the gangs and... Okay. The stuff, you know, it had sex and gang and interracial... 
interracial relationships. <laughs> I'm really close. But at the time, it was... And when we went to the movies to see it, you were either a jet or a shark. You said on what side? Oh my God, it was like Twilight in the 60s? Yeah, you were either a jet or a shark. You were either a, um, Edward or Jacob. Yeah, you were, because you sat in the show by what gang you liked better. Mm. But where'd you sit? Sharks. Oh, you, which one? I don't, I don't no, like West Sides. Oh, okay. Oh, are the Jets the white people? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're a jet, you're a jet. Oh, I, I don't like West Side Story, so I don't. Okay, number four, Godfather. Really? Yeah. I read the book. Is the movie better than the book? There, I would say it's stayed pretty true to form. Oh. You know, I've, I've watched some movies that are like nothing. Uh, one for the money. <coughs> yeah, nothing like the book. Okay, number three. Okay, this is the big three. Rocky three. Jeez, oh my God, really? I watch that every single time it's on TV also. Really? Okay, I'm preparing. Braveheart? I don't hate that. I just don't like Mel Gibson. It's not even a Mel Gibson. I, I like the thing that it's based on a true person. Yeah. And I'm also like the fact that someone believes so much in something that he's willing to die for it. Yeah, that's cool, I guess. Okay, number one. Okay, your favorite movie of all time. <laughs> What's number one? What? It's a Clint Eastwood movie. Gee, I fucking knew it. I knew Clint Eastwood had to make an appearance. <laughs> it's set in New Orleans. And he's a cop, but he's like on the dark side of being a cop. Who's the girl in it? I don't know. Oh, is it not that? Some French chick. Is it not the one we don't like? No, it's some French Who's Who's the one we don't like? Sandra? Oh, Sandra Locke. No, yeah, we don't no, like no, Sandra. She's, this is before Sandra. Oh, this is pre-Sandra? Okay. He's like a cop. Walks the dark side. Oh, he walks the tightrope. Well, yeah, he's like. He's <laughs> That's your favorite movie of all time. Well, the one I could think of that I would watch the most. Yeah. I do have it on tape. You have it on VHS. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I appreciate the dedication. And my honorable mention for best is Gone with the Wind, only because I like that movie. But if you read the book, that movie's missing half of the fucking book. Yeah. I mean, stuff that happened in the movie, in the book, is not even in the movie. Really? Really. Hold on. Okay. Now we're going to do my favorite movies. My favorite movies may be a little controversial. Oh, do I have to tell you which one you're watching? Uh, We'll do that when we're done. And then we'll do our least favorite movies, which is going to be my favorite part because I worked so hard on this. Okay, my number 10 favorite movie you probably have not seen, have not heard of, have not a fucking clue who's in it. Uh, I'm going to give you a guess who's in it and you're not. Why would you tell me the movie? Phantom of the Paradise, number 10. I have a little about. A disfigured composer sells his soul for the woman he loves so that she will perform his music. However, his evil record tycoon betrays him and steals his music to open his rock palace, The Paradise. It's a little bit, I think there's biblical allegories, but it's not as in your face as like the apple, which is like around the same time, biblical musical. 
and it's very, very campy. It's very, like, the, do you know, like, The Legend of Faust? You know, like, he was a, yeah, that's this movie. Okay, who's in One guess. You're never gonna, it's Jessica Harper, do you know who that is? She's a, she was in the sequel to Rocky Horror, which isn't as good, but it's still good. But um, I really like, I bought it on Amazon, like, to watch whenever I want. Like, that, because I don't usually buy things on streaming services if they're not free. And this, I really like this movie. It's, it's, I don't even remember if it's long, but I remember this is really gory. The, um, the disfigurement he gets sent to Sing Sing and they pull all his teeth out and replace him with metal teeth. And then he escapes and he gets his, he gets his head smashed in a record compactor. So there's blood and brains and shit. It's really good for 1974. And guess who directed it? Ryan, Brian, Brian, <laughs> Brian De Palma. <laughs> it's very, very good. My number nine, you're gonna, you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. Blood and Black Lace. A masked, shadowy killer brutally murders the models of a scandalous fashion house in Rome. This was one of the first Giallo films I've seen. I love a good Giallo film. Um, it's surprisingly like, very violent for 1964. We watched it. Scary movie night. A woman gets her face melted off in a boiler room. I rem One of the kills was so funny, I bust out laughing. Um, oh, the one who looks like Jackie O gets the body thrown on her and then gets smothered by a throw pillow or something. Smothered. Sorry. I really enjoyed this movie. It was like one of the first like scary horror movies I saw when I was a child. Number eight. You're going to groan. Steel Magnolias. I love this movie. I love every single cat. No, I don't love Julia Roberts. I love every single cast member besides Julia Roberts. This is an all-star lineup. You got Sally Field, Dolly Parton, Shirley, Mac Shirley McLean, Olympia Dukakis, Tom Skerritt, Daryl Hannah. Did I mention Dolly fucking Parton? Uh, literally one of the greatest casts put to screen. It's so... I cry at... Just like you with whatever... Um, Saved by the life. What? It's a wonderful life. I cry at the exact same time every time. I love this movie. It's like, it's kind of like if, what's the sad one with Shirley MacLaine? Terms of Endearment. It's like if Terms of Endearment was funny. Because it's fun. This movie's funny, too. Okay, number seven is very good. I like it. Listen, I don't remember what number six is. Oh, yeah. I like it less than number six, but way more than number eight. Whiplash. Have you seen Whiplash? Oh, I didn't even read the thing for Steel Magnolias, but it doesn't matter. Whiplash. A promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realize a student's potential. That is not what happens in that movie. To me, it's, a, it's listed as a drama on IMDb. This movie is funny. So J.K. Simmons is in it, and he's the uh, instructor. He's yelling at everyone. He goes like... He just says the worst things. He's like, if you try to deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig to his students, right? He walks into a room before a show. He goes, listen up, cocksuckers. 
He's just the worst person ever. He's hilarious. But it also has a great score. It's all drum sounds because he's a drummer. Miles Teller is in it. He's he's really good. I love this movie. I can't recommend it enough. But I do think it's funnier than it should be as a drama. It's very funny. Number six, you're going to go <sighs> and roll your eyes and, you know, guffaw. It's Big Jake. Yes, I'm a Western fan. Even though just last week we shredded a, a Western, we were... That was bar- barely a Western. It was in the West. That's what made it a Western. Big Jake, in 1909, when John Fane's gang kidnaps Jacob McCandles' grandson and holds him for ransom, Big Jake sets out to rescue the boy. I thoroughly enjoy this film. That is all I can say. Oh my god. That I cry when that happens too. <laughs> He's like, he didn't do anything. It's not like the dog was trying to bite him. He was just there. But I love this movie. I always watch it with my grandfather when it's on. Um, also, I just love every part of it. Like the, like the filter on it. The very 1971 way it looks. The, uh, the red paint for the blood. It's just so... But also, there's a lot of, like, you didn't need to kill some of the people in the movie. Like, they killed, oh, Jesus, who's the guy from King Kong? Like, the old one. You know what I'm talking about? They just kill him for no reason. He didn't do anything. He was just there. And then they killed the dog, and they killed, like, I think they killed, like, an old black lady on the ranch. I was like, Jesus. But also, Maureen O'Hara's there. She was really giving, like, Blanche Devereaux with her hair and her very southernisms, like, Oh, I thought you was dead. And then, of course, John Wayne hamming it up like, Not hardly. I'm not dead. Partner. Pilgrim. Whatever the fuck he says. To be honest, he's my least favorite part of the movie. Because, like, he... It's not his best performance, but it's my favorite of his performances. Number four... Oh, shit. Five. Number five. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Uh, I love young Susan Sarandon and young Tim Curry. The music is fun. It's not, It's more fun than Phantom of the Paradise, but still, you should watch that movie. It's very good. The, the score is great. The story is very bizarre, but you will enjoy. I mean, it's not for everyone. I'll, I'll give you that. It's not for everyone. There's some very funny one-star reviews of it on uh, IMDb. It's not for everyone, but it's I enjoy it. Number four... House of a Thousand Corpses. Two young couples traveling across the backwoods of Texas searching for urban legends of murder end up as prisoners of a bizarre and sadistic backwater family of serial killers. It's like if Texas Chainsaw met like... Like... Oh. There's this one horror movie from the 70s that like... Oh, I can't... I can't think of it. It's like if Texas Chainsaw met like Maniac and psycho but it's also like very very funny (laughs) it's it's hilarious like the opening scene is about some kid got a planet of the apes doll stuck up his ass and they had to take him to the hospital to get it removed and then the burglars break into the it's great and then sid haig is in it and he's in clown makeup he's like you miserable motherfuckers i had to jump over this counter and bash your fucking balls in and he's yelling at him and it's very gory, too. It's And the score is great. 
It's Rob Zombie's first movie, so it's like really weird. It's student filmy, but it's very, very good. We're in my top three now, and this one's going to make you guffaw. Number three, Pieces. <sighs> this is a bastard of a movie. I will be 100% honest. It's a bastard. Um, I love the poorly dubbed uh, dialogue. I love Linda Day George screaming, bastard. I love how gory it is. They used fucking animals for the... That's so terrible, but it looks really good. It just... Everything about this movie is just nasty as fuck. The f it's so funny, too. It's... <laughs> it's so funny. Number two. This is a given. Kill Bill Part 1, Volume 1. If you, Kill Bill is very explanatory. She's trying to kill Bill. I don't need to read the thing. This is close to my number one. This was like a very close second. It's very gritty. It's very bloody. It's funny. It's, I, I just think all the movies on here are funny in their own little ways, but it's, it has its moments of funny. I, the only thing about this movie I wish that there was more of is Daryl Hannah, but there's always volume two for more Daryl Hannah. Number one. What do you think my number one is? The Big Lebowski. Oh, I should have guessed that one. Yeah, yeah. It's my all-time favorite movie. It has everything I look for in a film. It has John Goodman. It has violence, quotability, mystery. Beer and bowling. Well, white Russians and bowling. But um, it is very good. Everyone does an amazing, even the, like, the bit part characters do a very, very good job. The diner scene with John Goodman screaming, Ma'am, I had buddies die face down in the muck so you and I can enjoy this family restaurant. That scene is just, let, that scene alone makes this movie worthwhile. That is my number one pick. Now it's time, the moment you have all been waiting for. What movie am I going to watch? Oh! I'm pleasantly surprised with what movie I was going to watch. I was worried you were going to make me watch fucking Star is Born. <laughs> as soon as I heard... I'm not as soon as I heard Star is Born, I was like, oh, shit. Well, hold on. Let me make a little... I already know the one you're going to make me watch. I'm not making you watch Big Lebowski. Oh, I that you, you're not going to get it. I probably would. No, you won't. I probably You're going to watch... Let me see. Oh, House of a Thousand Corpses. And what we're going to do is watch this movie, take notes. But it's just us. So it's just me watching Tightrope, just you watching House of a Thousand Corpses. We take our notes like we would for a normal movie. It will converge back here when we're done. But before that, Kathy, darling, can you please tell me your least favorite movies of all time, starting with number 10? <laughs> with uh, Frank Reynolds and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Danny DeVito. Yeah, that's Frank Reynolds. Yeah. That's the trash man and uh, Arnie. <laughs> you don't like that movie? No. <laughs> it's just, it's it's unconceivable that mother would ever sit down in a four-foot kid baby. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> it is fu fucking hilarious. What is your number nine? Oh, the Dirty Harry? That movie sucks. A fucking glass dick. Is that the one where he shoots the guy with the... Uh... Oh, I forgot my honorable mentions. Oh, but it's fine, I'll do those. Walk. 
is the rape victim and she goes around killing people. Is that the one before the last one? The Deadpool? Yes. Oh, that one sucks. The Deadpool's way better than that. Yeah, that one fucking blows. You're not gonna like any of my worst ones. Number eight is Elf. Oh, I hate that movie. I, just, I fucking despise that movie. I like Will Ferrell. I think he's very funny. That movie makes me want to fucking murder. I, just, I hate that. I, I, just, I forgot about that movie. It could be in my honorable mentions for least favorites, but Jesus, that sucks. Okay, number seven, Twilight. I just, yep. I, c- I couldn't fit the Twilights into mine. I hate I just, way m- more movies than that. Okay, number Legend with Will Smith. Oh, <laughs> that movie sucks. It's so dumb. He didn't have to kill his dog. Why did he do that? Well, his dog got bit by one of the things that he was becoming. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Number five is Mommy Dearest. That was oh, you don't like Mommy Dearest? It's a cult movie. It's great. Okay, great used loosely. Yeah. I think Faye Dunaway kind of, listen, she went off the deep end for that movie. Yeah, well, she's off the deep end. Number four. Okay, hold on. Was Navajo Joe. Really? I just. You didn't like this movie? You don't like, wow. No, it was. Really? Number three. Okay. Blue Lagoon. Oh, that's on our roster to watch. She, like, fucks her brother, right? Yeah, but I think because they were left on the island. Oh, I don't yeah. I think she really realizes that that's her brother. Oh. It was just fucking That's fucking weird. I think it's even weirder it's based on a book from, like, 1900. That's even fucking weirder to me. Right. But. Number two. Okay. Pow. <laughs> Worst movie ever that I sat through and I kept looking at my watch. And, unfortunately, your grandfather and the three 12-year-olds that movie's fucking funny. Not really. She has three titties. It's funny. <laughs> okay, I'm worried about what. If Kung Pao was number two, what's number one? Thanks for sharing. Obviously, it's the. That movie is a bastard. It's something. That's. Fu- I agree with every single one of your picks. I thoroughly agree with all of them. Except, I mean, Twins is funny to me but it's just it's i'm not saying it's not funny it's just and i'm gonna need you everyone out there i need you to excuse me for how passionate i'm gonna get over this you're gonna agree with my number 10 for my least favorite movies cupid and kate i'm reading this a verbatim that was yeah this is i i think i wrote down here it's the movie is very similar to a two-part Dallas episode in drama and amateur porn in quality and <laughs> what a, a Campbell soup commercial in cast. <laughs> Cupid and Kate is my number 10. Some say this movie was the spawn of a prostitute and a whore. Some people say this movie's Krispy Kreme mama got raped by its McDonald's daddy. Some people say the Meshuggah curriculum at school tainted its mind and raped its spirit. However it came into existence, it's the biggest bastard of a movie I think I've ever seen. And this is the last one. The other ones are worse than this one. 
um, what's her face? Mary Louise Parker couldn't open a French whore's leg with a wheel of cheese, let alone her store. She's trying to run this vintage shop and her sister's pushing around and her doctor's sister's a pushover. I wrote an entire screenplay on how much I fucking hate this movie. Honest to God. It's over 100 pages of me mocking this film. I wrote, uh, what does it say? Uh, (laughs) Okay, Cupid is barely in the fucking movie. It's barely in the fucking movie. There's one scene. She finds a Cupid statue. She's like, oh, what's this? And her dumb fuck Irish friend is like, oh, it's Cupid. Terrible Irish accent, but (laughs) it's so fucking stupid. But also, (laughs) I called Peter Gallagher a twat bag in this. Oh, my God. He has cancer, but he's... Everyone in this movie is not a real person. I have a problem with that. Because just like in Twins, that's not fathom- fathomable. Same in Junior. Aldo- Isn't it weird they had movies together? Danny DeVito and... Maybe. But just all those movies that... This is... Yeah. This is unfathomable in its fucking poor quality. It, it would have been funnier. I just, I don't know who wanted this movie. Because I certainly didn't want this. You didn't want this. No one wanted this pile of shit. But it's not as bad as number nine. And I thought, it's not as bad as number nine. Number nine, Beauty and the Beast, 2017. The real people? I like the animator one. Emma Watts, is that her name? Yeah. Watts? This movie... This movie was made in the first wave of live-action Disney. Like most medication commercials, Beauty and the Beast came with very specific side effects, such as sobbing blood, suicidal ideations, aggressive diarrhea, and severe depression. This all happened to me after my first viewing. Yeah, that's good. Emma Watson gives a performance that makes you question every single life decision. She's about as wooden as the Schiffer robe. Yeah. I could have put The Greatest Showman as number nine, but I blocked it out. This is ingrained in my mind, my heart, and up my asshole. Huh? Oh, really? I can't be bothered to remember who played her father, but he was annoying as fuck. So was Gaston, goddamn motherfucking gosh, Josh Gad, and the three floozies who parade around them. Ian McKellen and Emma Thompson, who are very great actors, they find a way to make me hate them. Like, I hated them in this movie i needed <laughs> i needed a ted talk on how they chose ewan mcgregor to play the french role emma watson sounds more like hermione granger rather than a french girl in 1360 oh wait everyone in this movie is french they all have english accents i that is my biggest pet peeve with movies they are in france in the 1300s I thought it was like 1700s, but that wouldn't make sense because her mom died of plague, and that was in the 1300s. It doesn't matter. There's no excuse for this. There's no excuse for this movie. And then they followed this movie up with even worse live action. Lion King, Dumbo. They're making a Little Mermaid one. I want to see that one because I want to see who plays Ursula. I hope it's not Queen in Little Mermaid. The fat purple lady. I don't want Queen Latifah. I, th- I love Queen Latifah. I don't, she's, I don't think she can do a good job with that role. Listen. Okay, if you thought Beauty and the Beast was bad, you thought Cupid and Kate was bad, this one's worse. Jungle Cruise. Have you seen this movie? It's newer. This is in the same vein as number seven. I don't need an A-list K- 
cast to solidify a film. I don't. That's the same thing with Mother's Day, all those other bullshit movies. If I see Dwayne Johnson as a tough rogue jungle man dressed in khaki again, I'm going to fucking kill myself. He plays like this. It's like, did you see the African queen? Emma. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, and he's like taking her like it looks like the African queen. That's yeah, it's exactly African queen. But then it turns into ghost whisper at the end. I'm not joking. They should have got Jennifer Love Hewitt because she would have given a funnier performance than who did I? What did I? What's her name? Emily Blunt was quite frankly an uncompelling twat bag in her performance, and Jennifer Love Hewitt could do a better job. This movie is like one eighth Raiders of the Lost Ark, like two eighths or one fourth of Casablanca, and then it's like one eighth Ghost Whisper, and then one half Asshole. This movie sucks a dick. It's three hours long. It's just the worst fucking pile of shit. It's, and then they have, like, a token gay guy because this is woke Disney hell now. Like, I don't... Ugh, I hate that shit so fucking much. Then, okay, number seven. This is gonna ruffle a few feathers. Avengers Endgame. Yeah, the last Avengers movie. This movie is not my cup of tea. I don't like superhero movies. That's really it. I pride myself on not having to watch A-list stars and explosions to be entertained. I don't need to do that. And this movie proves that point. This is the opposite of entertaining. If I hear Robert Downey Jr. do another fucking quip, another little pun thing as he's flying around kicking some big ass purple, he's kicking Grimace's ass. Fuck it. I'm going to just blow my brains out. I'm glad he died. When someone said, oh, I was crying so much when Iron Man died, I was cheering. I cannot stand Robert Downey Jr. Like, that's a big controversial opinion of mine. Everyone loves her. Him. I can't stand him. Number six. I don't know if you'll remember this movie. It came out like ten, ten, like five years ago. Mother with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, yes. I fucking despise this movie. Stepping into the movie, I was expecting like Black Swan because Darren Aronofsky made it. This was like Noah's Ark, like fucking Hindenburg level of disaster. This was a two-hour movie about Jennifer Lawrence going insane, and then it turned it into the Bible. Michelle Pfeiffer disappointed me. Can you believe that? I was disappointed by Stephanie Zanoni, by Catwoman. Shit, I don't know any other movie she's been in. Um, <laughs> I know she was in uh, Batman and <laughs> oh, Married to the Mob. I got disappointed by the mob. <laughs> Javier Bardem was wooden. Jennifer Lawrence falls flat. Well, he was good in No Country for He was amazing in No Country They actually said they had, like, a FBI profiler say he played the part of a psychotic killer, like, perfectly. Really? He's a great actor. He said he had it, like, nailed. He's a great actor. He was so bad in this. So bad. Nothing in this movie made sense. And it's not like in, it's not like in Rosemary's Baby where you have to, like, watch it again to, like, get it. This is like, what the fuck was this? Her baby gets like ripped apart and eaten at the end. I was laughing because Jennifer Lawrence is like, no, not my baby. <laughs> she was, it was so funny. And then people were like, oh, I was just scarred for life after watching that. What? How fragile are you that you watch this movie and you're scarred for life? I was scarred for life that I'm not getting two hours of my fucking life back. Okay. I thought number six was bad. Number five is worse. Movie 43. You remember movie 43? I put, what the actual fuck was this movie? <laughs> fucking your... <laughs> fucking your son is not peak comedy. 
That was my least favorite skit. The high school, homeschool. This is not grown-worthy, laugh-out-loud comedy. This was dumb, unfunny bullshit with a cast I wouldn't wipe my ass with. Number four? Fifty Shades of Grey. Nuff said this movie sucks. E.L. James is... So far, I'm agreeing with you on that one. Okay, number three is also a controversial opinion. People love this movie. I hate it. The Sound of Music. (laughs) I... This... Is, that's kind of like weird. I don't like, I hate this movie. My biggest problem is the least concerning of all the problems of the movie. My, what do you think my biggest problem is? With the, the that is exactly <laughs> my problem. Also, Julie Andrews's hair. What did they do to her? She looks like she was six years old. Oh my God. <laughs> she, oh my God. What's her face? Maria Von Trapp. Is not an attractive woman. No, that's why she was in yeah. <laughs> They're in Austria. They should have Austrian accents. And then Julie Andrews had her hair like that. And then, okay. It's like three hours long. There's no villain. There's the Baroness who is in like the first 40 minutes. And then she's away. And then Nazis in the last 20 minutes. So it's like there's no villain. It's just these white people having a good time. But I, there should be a problem. There's really no problems in this. is white people frolicking. And I don't... Well, that could be the problem. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Their allergies are going to flare up from all the pollen. <laughs> I don't like the kids, either. The kids... Are, did you know, like, half of the Bond Trap kids are dead now? Like, the people who played them? Isn't that weird? I thought I hated this movie so much. I hate number two even more. Thanks for sharing. Nuff said. Thanks for sharing. It's number two. Number one, also another controversial opinion. Guess what my number one is? It's a musical. Cats. Mama Mia. <laughs> I don't have a whore's notion on who wanted this movie. I didn't. <laughs> I hate this movie. This is a, like burning red hot rage i watched this i think i was sick when i watched this in my bed i wanted to die i was like fucking kill me everything in this movie is just the whitest thing ever oh no i'm gonna have my dream wedding in greece but i don't know who my three dads are so i have to invite my three dads don't invite any of them it's so fucking irritating she doesn't need Get a fucking DNA test. This and Gone with the Wind. I mentioned Gone with the Wind. This is like the tied for whitest movie with Gone with the Wind. They should be called white people problems. Pierce Brosnan is so obviously her dad. The other two look like fucking pudding. And then he's James fucking Bond. And Meryl Streep isn't ugly, but she's not like the most attractive woman in the world. And I guess Amanda Seyfried is pretty, I guess. She looks like a fucking walleye. I know, I have. The plot is so problematic. The She steals her mom's diary. She creams her jeans over her having sex with three guys in two days. And then she's her boyfriend's always gaslighting her and being like a fucking abusive asshole to her. He's like, yeah, you shouldn't be running around finding your dads, you bitch. And then the two friends, the Christine Baranski and the other one, they're 
that just the most cookie cutter characters like drunk serial wife and reclusive author best friends going to greece and then they make christine bransky a whore in this movie like a quote-unquote whore she's like blowing a guy on the beach but it turns out she's just wrapping him in a towel <laughs> i wrote here um in one scene we think she's blowing a much younger man but it's a gag <laughs> Meryl Streep and Christine Baranski cannot save this dumpster fire. They can't. Also, Abba, I'm gonna fucking hunt you down and gut you armpit to asshole for endorsing this film. Because they're like ear candy music. Like, it's like, I think it's scientifically proven that they're like ear candy. Pierce Brosnan makes this sound like rubbing a stray cat on a washboard. He is not a good singer, and he's wearing jeans. Have you seen him in jeans? It's so funny he's in jeans. Like James Bond. He's in jeans. And then what's his face? Um, Stellan Skarsgård's here and he's so ugly. Like why would Meryl Streep sleep with him? And then they had the balls to make a sequel and put Cher in it. This movie's just a bastard's bastard. I, uh, that is my least favorite movies. How do you agree with my least favorite movies? All of them, or just some of them? All of them. I agree with yours vehemently. Those are not good movies. No. You said I'm watching Tightrope? Yes. And you're watching House of a Thousand Corpses? Yes. And we're going to reconvene in a few days when we've watched our movies, and we're going to talk about them. So just stay tuned, dear listeners. We will see you when we have completed our assignments. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. So we picked our 10 favorites, our 10 least favorites. We were assigned each one to watch. What were you assigned? House of a Thousand Corpses. I was assigned Tightrope. And because I am just dying to hear about... um how you feel about this movie to recap i have from no no i have from when we did this i have the little description of the movie um two young couples traveling across the backwoods of texas searching for urban legends of murder and murder end up as prisoners of a bizarre and sadistic backwater family of serial killers is that what you watched basically okay tightrope um oh shit i have it typed I have it typed out. I have it type. I have it type roped out. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Tightrope. New Orleans single dad and cop West Block goes after a serial rapist killer, but when he gets too close to the hunter, he becomes the hunted. Is that what I watched? Very nearly, yes. So, very nearly. What did you give your movie as a pre? Zero. Zero? And out of curiosity, what did you give it as a post? A ten. Really? You, you liked this movie? I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I, I found the clown to be extremely funny. Oh, Captain Spaulding? Yes, yeah. I found him to be extremely You loved his... Um, and I had a little surprise in there that I wasn't expecting. I mean, your papa called it, but I didn't expect it. When she, they're driving away in the car and he pops up. Yeah. I didn't expect that. 
Well, Papa said they always probably taking them right, taking her right back to where she started. Yes. So I don't know if I want to do this as like a normal like blow by blow. So what were your favorite and least favorite parts of this movie? Well, I liked the clown. The cl- captain's yeah, he's. Oh, I, I did not like when they were like like went back to like the comic thing where it was like comic book stuff with the color and flashbacking. Um, I liked I out of just watching those clips out of context is very funny. Watching those clips in the movie with no context is not funny. Yeah, because I said I didn't understand. What like the when the when she gets raped by the Bigfoot and. Uh, I just didn't understand what, what the flashbacks were all about. Originally, originally there was going to be clips of those people. The couples were, you know, they're writing the book about backwater attractions. They were supposed to meet those people, oh. and that's why it would make more sense. But it was got it got cut down. No shit. I pers- but my thing is, I like the clown, but I just didn't understand why he was dressed like a clown. Like a clown. Well, <laughs> I mean, but at least I said he is funny. He's he's very funny. He's and I said this is like when they went in that thing they did the murder ride. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a fucked up murder ride because you got some big oaf pushing him. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. Um, I personally watching the movie, I don't really like a baby in the movie, like the girl. A blonde. Yeah. She was irritating as fuck in yeah, the first movie. In the second movie, she gets better. There's a, oh, there's there's, there's two more. Oh my God. So I watched all three of them. The first one is my favorite. It's, it goes in order. The first is my favorite. The second is my second favorite. Third is my least favorite. But, you, I mean, if you like this movie, you'll watch the second one with me. Because the second one has Danny Trejo. And then I, I, also, it was, to me, it was like a typical scary movie. Everyone's fucking dumb. Yes. Because, like, when you're leaving, why in the fuck would you get out of the car and open the gate? Just fucking drive through it. Also, why are you going to get in an argument with an obviously crazy family? No shit. That's one of my favorite scenes, though. The the grandfather. <laughs> the grandfather. Everybody else all the time. Saying, uh, pussy. <laughs> He's saying, be quiet. You're going to wake up, Grandma. I passed away when he said that in the... When I, parts I I loved Karen Black in it too. Yeah, she was great. There was a couple parts I was like, I'm confused of what's yes. going on. Yes. Like, the flashbacks. I don't. The flashbacks. I did not like them because maybe because I didn't understand them. Yeah. And I didn't like how they it looked comic book to me. They did look very comic book. This one is very campy. The second one is like, the second one made me feel dirty after watching it. Oh. Like it was scummy. And not only that. that one cop in there, the like the guy that tried to be a hardest, he's fucking stupid too. The oh Walton Goggins. I don't know who. The the the, the short one. No, the one that with the mustache. No, the other one who was with the guy with the mustache. You know, he thinks he's a badass. Yeah, him. And then he gets all scared. And then we thought the movie froze up when the guy had the gun to his head. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's my favorite scene in the movie when they break the shed open and oh, it's great. But we we thought the movie froze. Up. Yeah, me too for a second, and then I, yeah. Because as soon as he got there, so oh, he's gonna get shot right between the eyes. Yeah, I watching the movie. I really liked Karen Black. I liked her. She was good because she was like she always plays kind of like. To me, these cops were kind of stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. First, like when that lieutenant guy, the guy. Why Dale? First of all, you never turn your back on somebody. Uh, yeah. 
And then you get shot through the neck. Yeah, yeah. you never turn your back. At, and you don't enter a house by yourself. Yeah. But the other guy kind of freaked out because he didn't like... Did you get from the the the, the, the dad, the silver hair guy who gets yeah. shot, did you know he was a cop? Yes. Okay. Because watching it on the first time... I, I was freaking that they had his face on that. Oh, you didn't, uh, you didn't like Otis? I love when he goes... No, there's Rufus, Otis, baby, uh, baby, Tiny. Well, whoever had the damn thing on their face. And he says, "I'm the one who brings the Christmas candy." Oh, Rufus is the weird, ugly, blonde-headed dude, right? That's Otis. His name was Rufus Jr. No, Rufus Jr. is the one with the beard who breaks open the door and says, "Cars finished," oh. and then the tall one is Tiny. Yeah, I know the tall one's Tiny. Okay. And then when then she was like trying to escape and she kept running. Who were all those weird ass people? I mean, like the people in the cave and then when they That went, part of the movie really bogs it down because they're they're going to find Doctor Satan, right? And they go, Doctor Satan And then Doctor Sa- in the cave in the bottom, that's Doctor Satan and the Karen Black's husband. But I was confused. Yeah, I, she was it's right. confusing. Like, her, like when they got lowered in that casket in the water. Yeah. Who are these fucking people? What were they? I, I, I was... Confused. What were they? Or, like, you knew who they were, but what, like, what do they do? Well... Like, the people who loaned them, Karen Black and the the family. But who are they? Like, what do they do? Like, what did those creatures, or what are they? Oh, I don't, I don't, I can't recall the part of the I mean, movie. And then I, that's when I said, what the fuck, I'm still confused. And then when she was standing there, when that guy was behind her, and their eyeballs acting, the eyeballs acting crazy... Remember when that guy with the axe was behind her? Before he threw the axe at her and missed? And her eyeball, they had show a close-up of her eye. Oh, yeah. She looked like um, Mary. Stop! <laughs> oh, my God. We're doing a Real House of Salt Lake City talk because that's all we've been watching. That's all I can think of. I did. I personally loved the... Because you watched it on DVD. I watched Tightrope on DVD. The DVD menu is a fucking riot. It was... It's hilarious. And then... It's time for lunch. You still watch it? And then he's looking at um, Playboy. And and then he's... um, The opening scene with the captain, the Planet of the Apes doll stuck up his asshole. And... um, (laughs) What does he say? Um, And then when when they're getting robbed, it's like... You have to know who these people are because the dude's stuttering. How many people in that town stutter? Yeah. Well, it's, it's Lil Dickwick. Yeah. Don't be singing that song. I don't like it. Put your fucking mask back on, and then they start laughing. Oh my! That, I love that scene. But, but you, I did think Brain Wilson was extremely funny. Oh yeah, they're good. At, I did not like his friend, the guy friend, and I thought the ladies oh, were Mike. Was his, wait, was his no, name? The actor. Michael. Jay Pollard. Pollard. I don't know. Who, who? What was his character's name? I don't know. I just knew Mary and Denise were the girls, and I thought they were written in the beginning as stereotypical bitch girlfriends, and then they kind of turned into... Also, I'm thinking, who is on the cover of the DVD, you think? Who is that? I thought that was Denise. I'm thinking maybe because she's the one who lives the longest. Yeah. Because I actually thought one of them was going to survive, apparently not. No. The second one? Okay, the first one for me, I like it's way better. It's more artsy. The second one is has a better cast. It has a better oh, soundtrack. Not, not the same 
it's some of the same people. It still has Sid. It still has Captain Spaulding. It still has Baby. It still has Otis. But they Karen Black died, and then. Oh, and my other question was, what year was this supposed to be taking? Nineteen seventy-seven, I think. Oh, okay, because I said, what is this? The sixties? Yeah, it's supposed Only to be the seventies. Because 70s. she said she hadn't had a phone since nineteen fifty-six. Yeah, I think it's supposed to. It's supposed to be like seventy-six or seventy-seven. I wasn't sure. I was kind because of, I couldn't tell by the way they were dressed or the cars, so I was kind of confused. That's like, um, yeah, yeah. Did you see, because I, I like Rob Zombie movies, did you see the Halloween Rob Zombie remakes? No. Because he's married to Sherry Moon, right? And that's, that's Baby. Oh. And she's in all his movies. Of course. I personally don't think she's the best actress, but I but think... Your husband's the director and producer, so guess what, you got a job. Yeah. She's um, modern day Kate Capshaw, but... Uh, she arguably she's better than Kate Catshaw. Like Cape Kate Catshaw. Oh my Jesus Christ. I'm pretty, pretty sure Steven Spielberg has a lot more money. Then Rob yeah, than Rob Zombie. <laughs> I liked okay. What did you not like about this movie besides the flashbacks? That I, I just and I guess when I watch a scary movie, I don't want everyone to be so fucking dumb. I think because the the second one. It's fucking dumb and scary movies. Like, oh, there's somebody outside. Let's open the door and see who it is. Like, yeah. Be for real. The second one, they do have smarter characters. Are you gonna watch the second one? If presented. I'm gonna have to. You don't have to, but if you want to, would you? Probably. The second one, there is a scene where they have people like kidnapped and they try to fight back. So they're smarter. And the second one has a lot more, like, bougie actors than the first. It has, oh, my God, PJ Souls is a character in it, and so is Mary, oh, my God, I always fuck up her last name, and I love her. She's the principal from Rock and Roll High School. She was in a bunch of Charlie's Angels. You know who I'm talking about? The one who, we were watching Charlie's Angels that one time, and she was the female warden, and I was like, oh, my God, that's oh, Mary so-and-so. Yeah, Mary Wozniak or something or Warniak, but it, it starts with a Warnov. Mary Warnov. She was in it. She, she gets killed right in the beginning, but and then it has well, Karen Black died, and they had to get a person to replace her. The person who replaced her, they should have like flip flopped. Like Karen Black would have fit better in the second one, in the first one because she was more theatrical. The second lady, but oh, so you mean like Karen Black died in real life? Oh yeah, she. I don't she, I know. I think she just wasn't interested in doing another one, but she died like a few years after it got released. And then the third one is shit. The third one is very, very bad. It's very bad because Captain Spaulding died in real life. Sid Haig's dead, and they got a, someone to replace him, like a new character to replace him. And he, the guy who plays the new character is good, but it's he's no Captain Spaulding. But you know, okay. Um, I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. You said I was either gonna love it or hate it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Because I've seen like online people either like love his movies or I have put something on. There's something else he made. I might know. He made two Halloween remakes. He's uh, making a Munsters movie. He's um, they're he's making live action. Uh, well, Munsters was live action, but he's making a full length Munsters movie. Coming up in like October. 
she yeah she is actually she doesn't <laughs> she looks really good for the part i'll show you a picture when we're done she looks like they did a good job with makeup for her but um what else he's done 31 that movie was bleak uh that's where they get a bunch of clowns you you would not like this movie um they get a bunch of clowns to chase down these carnies in an abandoned like factory on halloween they are scary as fuck but you're gonna love the second one the second well it's called the devil's rejects right and uh captain spaulding is having sex with this very large fat woman like she's fat fat like mama cass big and um no 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 she gets a call well he gets a call from his daughter you know you'll have to watch the movie to get the context but he gets a call he has to go right and she's going oh where are we going where are we going he's like grabbing a bunch of shit putting it back he's like you ain't going nowhere bitch (laughs) it was funny but you're gonna like the second well you're you might not like the second movie the the first one it's like it insinuates that Otis has his way with some of the ladies. The the second one, it's like, oh my. Yeah, he's. Oh no, Tiny's the lady killer. Yeah, Tiny's cute. He's nice. He's the nice one. He's the one. I I think he does less rape. <laughs> but the second one is like, I felt like dirty watching one of these. I was like, ugh, this is fucking scummy. But okay, you. You, so you would watch the second one. Yeah. I would not recommend the third one. But I would, I would watch the second one. Well, now it's um, Your turn. my turn to talk about Tightrope. Okay, so Tightrope, as I said, what is it? A New Orleans dad, single dad, and cop, West Block. Oh, his daughter was in it. Allison, yeah. Goes after a serial rapist killer. But when he gets too close to the hunter, he becomes the hunted. I'm going to say that is that is very close to what I saw. I would not say he became the hunted. Only in the last 20 minutes, he was the hunted. And this movie, I, th- I wrote multiple times, too long. It was two hours, and you could have made it an hour and a half. Because, so he's like a, he's a cop, as it says, and... His love interest, um, Beryl. I, I don't know. I she was a fine actress. She's not a traditional beauty, is what I would say. But that's what I think added some of the. It's because it was like kind of normal. But this movie, to me, reminded me of the straight version of Cruising, with Al Pacino. You know that movie? Mm-hmm. This was just Cruising, but without gay people. Um. So that's what like I really really was like oh my god this is cruising. Originally I thought it was gonna be like cruising, like I thought it was gonna be like gory like throat slashes. It was not. I person I was let down. I was like where I I'd like to see, I'd like to see a gaping throat wound. That's what I would like to see, and <laughs> I was like watching it and I was like okay because he's following you know the ginger lady home. I thought that was Gates McFadden at first. I was like, that is not Gates. So I was watching him follow her home, you know, all the shoes, all the shoe close-ups, right? Her high heels, his shoes. I was like, oh, he's going to, they did the pan up of his body. And I thought his billy club was like a knife. I was like, yeah, fucking stab her, right? But 
I obviously did not want him to stab her, but he didn't. He and I thought he's strangling him with a ribbon. Wouldn't that shit break? You think? Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, well, I've been, I've been choked with ribbon. <laughs> no, 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 I've, I've choked some folks with ribbon before, but. No, 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 no. I thought th- for, this is my biggest gripe with this movie, okay? This is in the estuary of Dirty Harry, mo- like, this is, I think he has one more Dirty Harry left to go, uh, circa this movie. He was transitioning from, like, kinda, still like mad like young he's transitioning to young to old in this movie you can clearly see it right. he's not reached cool old yet which is when he cool old has it's not even unforgiven because he still looks a little gaunt and unforgiven cool old is like i think million dollar baby he reaches that so he looks and one of the scenes i did not know it was him i'm not i was like who the fuck is this guy right and i was like oh my god that's clint eastwood and he took his shirt off once. I was like, oh, no, Clint. You are 50 years old, sir. Put your shirt on. And, you know, I think they could have done a better job making the killer a character to make it more, like, involved, you know? Because looking at the... Just looking at the cast list, I wrote the cast down. You're looking at all these characters. I'm like, okay, okay second build is an actress love interest these are his kids you can tell because they have the same last name um some so-and-so dan hedaya is the partner who who's the last name left that's the killer right so i'm like i'm just waiting for a leander rolf to show up and then he shows up in the last 30 minutes of the movie he kills the housekeeper which i was like oh jesus she's just trying to eat some fucking cookies oh that's where she was i thought that was a picture Oh, shit. He killed his dogs. I was like, okay, maybe they were biting him, you know. They probably did that because people don't like when animals get killed in movies. Well, yeah, but I'm... I'm, You don't care how many... Me, I don't care how many people you kill. Don't kill the dog or the cat or the bird or any other fucking pet. Kill who many people you want. Don't kill the pets. I would feel better if it wasn't... If it was a stray pet or a stray animal because it's like... You don't know that animal, you know. Like when you kill someone's pet in the movie, it's like, oh, you're a, you're a fucking like asshole. Yeah. I don't like John Wick movies, so I didn't. I, he didn't need to kill that whole barrage of people because of a puppy. No, but, but um. Wife, so. Well, that, that's also hypocritical of me because it might have an old cat, uh, Charlie. You know, if so, if he got like hit by a car or something, the the whole block is gonna fucking pay for that shit but he doesn't go outside outside, but (laughs) hypothetically so i that is the hypocrite in me being oh john wick didn't kill that many but as i digress he kills his pets this is like at the end i'm sorry i'm talking about this in the wrong order but couldn't he have just tied up the housekeeper and locked her in the pantry with the dogs because you know what i thought that that was below him you know, he's like killing. She's a 60-year-old woman, sir. You need to leave that bitch alone. She has been through enough. And then you're here killing her? Also, okay, I have I have this sentence written out, typed out. What does it say? 
Um, I'm finding it on here. Um, oh God, Clint Eastwood gets multiple blowjobs in this movie, and I had a big problem with that. Um, because he, he was getting blowjobs, or there was blowjobs in the movie. No, he was getting blowjobs. He wasn't blowing people. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he's because he's on the prowl. He's looking for. Um, not only is he looking for this killer, he's looking for love. And in all the wrong places. In, yes, in all the wrong, wrong places. But he, he, he goes. The first victim is like a ginger lady. So all the worker, all the um, victims work for like sex clubs or sex in the sex industry. So he's he gets a blowjob from the first lady who was like Eartha Kit esque because she was in you know purring. She was like doing the sixties Eartha Kit Catwoman shtick. She blows him. She doesn't end up dead, which I thought was weird. I thought she'd die. And then uh, then he goes to. Jesus Christ, what, where was this at? Why did Jesus Christ? He did. (laughs) He did. He was saved. Um, I, then he goes to the, he doesn't go. This other, the second victim is like, um, kind of, she looks like she could be like a Charlie's Angel cosplay. She has the big, like, Farrah Fawcett hair. This woman takes her clothes off. What happened to her titties? I'm at, this is a real question. The, the, those did not look like healthy. Like they didn't look right. And I feel bad because I have a hunch that they just used someone else's titties, you know, maybe, or just shot it in a way because she took, she disrobed. You see her side. Maybe she just had weird titties. You see her side titty. I'm like, okay. Embracing myself. I didn't know it was possible to have gap tooth titties. Yes, it is. She had one titty so far away from the other. I was like, "Is that? Are you okay, ma'am?" Some people have that. I, I was, I, you know, I was proud of her for showing that, but I was like, "Ma'am, please no." And then she gets choked out, and the, and I thought it was really, it was kind of creepy. The killer uses those like fucked up devil masks. I thought that was kind of creepy. I was like, "Oh, that's, that's freaky." And then he goes to a tattoo parlor. This is the sentence I have written down for this. Mexican guy in a tattoo parlor with Confederate flag tattooing Diet Margot Robbie's pussy as she deep throats what appears to be a watermelon popsicle. That is what happened. He wa- This gentleman is clearly of Hispanic heritage. Or he's a darker skinned maybe European or maybe Native American. He's not a white man. And he has like full sleeve tattoos, both arms. He's like a wife beater. He has a blue bandana on his head. And he's like... No, he's tattooing. This girl looked like... uh, Margot Robbie could play this character. She looked like almost spitting image. But she's... Oh my God! Uh, when I, this scene happened, you just see him like tattooing her like inner thigh. But it was like it was like he could feel the steam heat coming from her engine, if you will. He I don't know what he was tattooing, but she is so deep throating a watermelon popsicle. Like, oh, 
the stick she's holding on barely that that she could swallow it at that point i think it was watermelon but then they pan up and there's a huge confederate flag i'm like who are these characters and clint eastwood goes in this is my favorite exchange in the whole movie he's like you recognize this tattoo and he has the tat he has a little picture of the tattoo because the second victim had a tattoo and he goes, no, no, he's doing, I couldn't tell what kind of accent he had, but he had like not, I think he was supposed to be Hispanic. He goes like, no, 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 um, yeah, I, I do recognize it. And then he, Clint Eastwood, I didn't understand this, Clint Eastwood says, she worked at the hot tub, the hot tub guy said he, you, she came down here and you beat her up. And then the other guy goes, well... I think that she came down here and the hot tub guy beat her up. And then he pulls out another picture, Clint Eastwood does, and he says, do you recognize this girl? He says, yeah, I beat her up. And he walks away. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then this is where it Margot Robbie is going, you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. And he's going, oh, really? What kind of crowd should I hang out with then? And she's like, one that suits your needs or something. And and she like, flat, she stretches her legs out a little more. And he's like, oh, okay. He gets her, he catches her drift. And then he says, I had to pause it. That's how hard I was laughing when he says this. He goes, maybe I'll take you bowling. <laughs> and she's sucking this watermelon popsicle down. She goes, she takes it out. She's like, I don't like bowling. <laughs> and he goes, neither do I. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then his his daughter, his daughter asked if, uh, and go, they're driving, they're eating McDonald's, you know, in his car. She goes, daddy, what's a hard on? And then he spits his milkshake all over this thing. And then I don't know why that was, that, it seems like that could have been cut. Well, because sometimes when you're a parent and your child asks you a sexual no i'm saying that seems like this could have been cut just and i did feel bad because the the daughters were so sad and then they went outside to see their mom they were all happy i was like oh that's sad the reveal of the oh this part was bad so the the love interest she runs like a rape center which I was like very confused at the title, and I was like, "Oh, it's a women's shelter thing." And I was like, "I, she's the she's the w- what of the rape center? The the what center?" But um, she's out here helping women. And I was like, "Oh, she's crisis." But I don't know. I th- I thought she was. I thought they were good together. I thought they had good chemistry, and I think that because they he slept with one prostitute. This was the scene that actually freaked me out because I was home alone watching this. <laughs> he he's. Oh my god, this is disgusting. The prostitute he was sleeping with was not very attractive. She looked like Carol Kane. And he was um, having sex with her. And then it's like a mesh divided room. And then the fucking like devil mask guy is on the roof of it. I was like, oh, that's freaky as fuck. And then she washes up on the shore later. And there was a good waterlog um, makeup on her. Uh, so the, I think the effects were good. And, um, like, listening to a lot of true crime, I was, my ears perked up at the, um, 
what is it called um like the forensic shit it's like oh we found the um pubic hair and her hand and you know this shit i was like oh my god it's like a criminal minds or something but um the end the reveal of i don't i don't know how because i we're supposed to in, Clint, uh, in every movie clint eastwood's like smart right if he's so smart how did he not think of leander rolf who was a person he worked with person he arrested for rapes why would he not why would he not think of him but so he they find out that it's like a chase he kills like i said kills the dogs kills the lady so they're they're running through a graveyard and then there's a graveyard then they make it to a train depot and then they're fighting on the tracks this was not good this was not it was a good stage fight they're fighting Clint Eastwood pushes him and what's his face Leander tries to grab him he gets run over by a train and then he runs with a terrible mannequin chop off hand it was like not good I was like oh my and then he walks home and he sees Beryl and she's like she touches his cheek and before when she touched him he didn't want to touch her because he was yeah because he's been he was like dreaming of you know um like what if i'm the killer because the killer is a cop who uses handcuffs and after he has sex with margot robbie she dies too um after he has sex with margot robbie there's handcuffs on her bedpost and then he gets a doll in the mail and there's a popsicle stick in it and i'm like it's like cryptic shit cryptic messages on religious trauma uh um but they he when beryl touches him he 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 reciprocates he like touches her face and they walk home because this was freaky like this was like when he broke into their house he like tied up his oldest daughter and like that was that was like freaky that was like stressing me out but i mean i personally enjoyed this movie i gave it a um, a pre-rating of three I gave it a post-rating of five just because I, d- I didn't like some of the parts of the movie I thought it was the score of it did you do you know the score do you remember it no. it sounds like a children's program theme music it's like it's like up-tempo saxophone music it's like it's like that and even in like chase scenes it's there so it's like almost comical, but still, it was some parts of it were like really like freaky. So I did enjoy this movie. I give it a five. This was fun. Uh, we can assign each other to watch other movies that we have never seen and that are our favorites. So I hope you guys enjoyed us doing this. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed watching your movie. I enjoyed watching my movie. We enjoyed compiling our lists. So we will see. This week we watched the incomparable The Pest. Um, yeah, next, next week. Yeah, yeah. But we watched The Pest. So listen to that because it's. Remember, we're releasing both of these on our regular feed, and then remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Where else can they do that? Spotify or wherever they watch their podcast. Watch their podcast. Oh, oh, listen. To <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, let's watch them. <laughs> <laughs> not on YouTube, sorry. We let's let's listen wherever, rate wherever you listen to your podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Why period? Our period. We period doing period. This. Follow us on Twitter. 
YRWDTPod at twitter.com. Follow us on Patreon, um, which is, we still have our old stuff there. We might release to Patreon again in the distant future, but we're not doing it now. It's patreon.com slash why are we doing this? It's, we have bonus shit there, um, which is just what we're doing here, but we originally were doing it just on Patreon. So remember to listen to our normal episode. We're on episode, was it 63? 63 this week, The Pest. So we're releasing that the same day with this. So go on and listen to this before you listen to The Pest or after. Just listen to this. So we will see you then. <laughs>